0: Hello, everybody. This is John McMinn, and I want to get right to the good stuff today. So we're looking at a product in this podcast called Luminar. Luminar. And version 4 now. And Luminar is a product that I came across that uh, meets a criteria that I'm always looking for. I'm not big into the subscription model for software. I like... Uh, Pay once, then you own it, you can do what you want. Now, of course, there's an issue of support for a lot of software. If they don't uh, support their software, then as there's Macintosh operating system updates, then you might end up losing the use of that software. Uh, So sometimes companies do have a fee in order to upgrade to the latest version. But Luminar is a buy it once and you own it product and we'll just have to find out down the road if they're going to want money for incremental updates or for major updates i'm anticipating that they will just want it for major updates uh, like major features inclusions and such luminar is a product that is designed to work either as a photoshop filter plugin uh, or other lightroom or other uh, photo editing programs it can be a plugin for those or it can be a standalone application i personally like to use uh, apple's photos application and so uh, it doesn't work exact photos doesn't really support um that kind of architecture very well. So I use it as a standalone program, and what's beautiful is the way that it still integrates really well with photos. My experience is I open up photos, I look at my recent pictures, I take the thumbnail of the picture that I want to edit in Luminar, and I drag it down to the dock where I have the Luminar application, and I drop it on the Luminar application on the dock, and it automatically opens up that picture from photos in Luminar as a standalone application. Now, there's a little bit of crossover as far as what photos built-in editing can do, but Luminar takes everything to the next step. Now, I probably forgot something that is very important to the listening audience. How much is this software? Well, it runs $99, and um, which honestly is a bargain for what you're going to get when I watched on their website, what this software is really going to do. I thought to myself, there's no way that I'll ever figure out how to get it to do that. So I went to the website and first watched this little video demo. And I mean, it blew my mind. What all you can do. Uh, we're talking about, uh, there's, there's like four or five, we'll get to it in a minute, uh, major things that you want to use Luminar for. Uh, by the name of the by the name, it sounds like it's all about controlling uh, contrast and brightness and that kind of stuff. luminosity and you know, a luminar. But it does so much more. Uh, for one thing, I took a picture of this of the skyline above the house across the street from me. just a regular, backyard shot and then I brought my wife in as I was playing with the software and I said do you like that sky she says yeah sure or do you like this sky better and you can instantly put in an entire replacement sky it can uh, and then we noticed that not only could it do that but it could even keep the clouds that were already there and just change the background behind the clouds it merged the two pictures it was I was shocked that's just one example of what this software can do. All right. So for a real demo for you guys, I've actually pulled in a picture that I had uh, taken when I was in the Civil Air Patrol. I have not doctored it yet. So we're going to do this kind of live in the recording. And uh, I'm not real impressed with this picture. I look kind of uh, stoic. I'm wearing my uniform, which is good. Uh, I'm a chaplain in the Civil Air Patrol, if you didn't know. Uh, but we, uh, and, and our photographer did the best job that he did. He did a great job. But uh, I'm just not real pleased with the picture. So I wanted to see uh, if, what we could do uh, to uh, maybe give a little bit more snap, I guess. So now I've dragged and dropped the picture from photos into Luminar and probably the first thing we're going to do is play around with some of the auto enhance or ai enhance this is a little different than apple's photo enhance this is using their own luminars built-in artificial intelligence to uh, try to prove things and then it comes with a slider so it's not all or nothing Uh, with apple photos it tends to be all or nothing with this uh, i'm using a slider right now called ai accent And I can't really tell a whole lot of change happening on that one. And then the next slider is called AI Sky Enhancer. And since this is an indoor shot, there is no sky. So we can skip that one. Uh, Then there is an AI Structure. And as we adjust that, it has kind of a blurring type tool. Ooh, I like that. And, it's st- and it takes a lot of the hard work out for you. I can tell when you first move it, it's kind of thinking a little bit, and so it doesn't have instant results. But if you if you wait for it, then it sharpens things up, particularly in the background. But I can see a lot of the like the dots and the and the lines in my face. Um, so, wow. It definitely takes some age off you. All right, then you can change the boost amount, AI structure, and that gives you kind of the ability to smooth out the skin tone quite a bit. Wow, very nice. Okay, then you have a color slider, and those are your usual saturation and vibrance, and remove color cast, and I think I'm gonna leave those Pretty much where they are. Maybe take just a little bit of color out and a little bit of vibrance out. Okay. You know, if you're not pleased with your looks, you're never going to fix that. (laughs) But You can fix the picture, but you're going to need makeup to deal with the rest of it. So, all right, so then we got details, enhancer. So we want, Greater and I'll always like to take the slider one way or the other as much as possible, and we do not want to enhance the small details. That was a huge mistake. So we will take some of the details out. Then you got a medium details that you can as a slider, and then you got large details as a slider. Fun part about sliders is you can kind of go to an exaggerated end, and then. You can see what the results are. And then you've got a sharpen slider, which I would imagine would probably take out a lot of the, well, okay. All right, so my skin tone is looking much better these days. (laughs) Uh, Then they've got one called Denoise. And the first slider is called Luminosity Denoise. And so I'm not sure what we're doing with that. Oh, it's turning me into a Play-Doh person. Interesting. Wow. So you can definitely go too much. You'll end up as a plastic person if you, if you go too much. My hair is starting to look cut and pasted. All right. So less is more color denoise. Let's go to extreme on color denoise and see what that does. I have no idea. So I'm gonna have to learn more about what this stuff does. Okay, the next one's called landscape enhancer. We're gonna skip that. There's no landscape in this picture. And vignette, I don't really want to use a vignette. That's where it kind of darkens a circle around the outside edges usually, or lightens a circle around it. Um, So that's pretty much the main stuff that we see under there. Um, So Then you've got some other interesting tools like that was all under the essentials. Then you have like the paint tool. And the paint tool is where you get into changing augmented sky, sky replacement, sun rays, dramatic, matte look, mystical, color styles, texture, overlay, glow, film grain, and fog. Then you get into portrait and portraits probably what we really want for this cause it's a headshot. So then we've got a skin enhancer. And you can skin enhance all you want. What's one of the neat things about it is when you when you're working in Photoshop and you tell it to do a Gaussian blur, you lose your pores. So if you like really zoomed in, you'd see that you've just blurred your entire skin texture. And there's and one of the interesting things about this uh, is you can use the artificial in, intelligent skin enhancer and zoom in, and you're still going to have pores. It uh, it's really enhancing your skin. It's kind of kind of weird how it does that. <clears throat> and then there's another one called Shine Remover. We'll turn that up and see what we get. Can't tell that there's that much shine on me to begin with, so I think we will take that out. There's definitely some interesting little flaws in this picture when you zoom in. Um, I'm probably not meant to be looked at at 300 dots per inch though. (laughs) All right, so then you've got portrait enhancer. Now this is where some of the magic comes in. Uh, With this, you can adjust your face light. It's doing that now. You can use the red eye removal. This particular picture has no red eye. And you can use eye whitening, which is almost always a good thing to do. But you don't want to be crazy about it. So less is more, as they always say. You can go to extreme just to see for fun what it's going to do. Be sure and give it a moment because it takes it a moment to think. But yeah, if you uh, turn it all the way up, you look some kind of otherworldly alien almost. So less is more on that. And then we have Eye Enhancer. What is Eye Enhancer gonna do? Oh, that brings out the detail in your eyes, which is really handy when you've taken out most of the detail in your eyes. Now, I don't know about you, but if I look at my irises really close, there's multiple speckles and colors in there. If you turn up the Eye Enhancer, it certainly brings those out in the picture when you're, Uh, left back at the original position, you can barely see that. It's kind of funny, you turn that slider all the way up, you see all the speckles in your eyes, and then when you turn it down, you can't stop seeing it. (laughs) So you'll still see it. So um, again, I would follow the premise of less is more. Now, an area that I often have a problem, and I don't seem to so much in this one, is the dark circle removal part. I often have dark circles under my eyes, but because we've already edited with uh, a lot of the light enhancing functions, um, I'm not that dark circle So I don't think that I'm gonna need that too much. But I do wanna see what it does. So we turn it up for a moment. And I can't see that there's that much of a change right now. So I think we're gonna keep that slider down. Alright, and then you get into some kind of freaky stuff. One of them is called Slim Face 2.0. Now, I know that there's a lot of models that have their pictures done on the front of albums and stuff, and they will use some kind of uh, Photoshop technique to slim the face. I have never been able to do that in Photoshop. It takes more skill than I have. But you can do this automatically here using their built-in artificial intelligence and it can slim your face right down, which is kind of interesting that it can do that. Uh, One of the downsides of doing it is it looks like a lot of the detail that we worked on for skin tone and for eye sharpness uh, is also affected when you use this function. So it is really cool. I can definitely see what I will look like if I lose another 20 pounds. By the way, I've lost over 40 pounds in about the past year and a half, so I'm still working on that, but I'm having to get used to looking at a different me, you know, (laughs) so figuring out what I like, what I don't like. So if you use the slim face, you can kind of figure out where you're going to be in another 10 pounds. Um, Then there's enlarged eyes, enlarged eyes and Watching the video and watching what they did with some of the models is pretty cool stuff. Um, Again, less is more. If you go with more, you're going to end up looking kind of cow-eyed or like an anime character a little bit. Uh, It's subtle. It's not huge, but it also uh, definitely changes reality by quite a bit. So um, if you're going to send a portrait to family and friends, uh, I think that if you improve that, enlarge that too much, you're going to have problems. Now I do like the improve eyebrows function because my original hair as a child was blondish and now I'm a very light brown and my my eyebrows are still a very light brown. And so I can use the improve eyebrows and it darkens your eyebrows without your having to airbrush anything, which is pretty amazing. Now, it's important that you don't darken it more than like the rest of your hair, but uh, I put it all the way at 99, and other than it looks a little bit darker and a little artificial at that point, um, if I take it all the way back out, yeah, we go back to where we were before, and then it's hard to not see it the same way. So I'm going to put about 20% into that. Yeah. And then we have um, lip saturation. And my lips are almost, uh, are very, very slightly pink in the picture. As we turn that up to the max, Uh, yeah, it kind of makes it look like I'm wearing lipstick. That's not good. So that's the saturation of the color that's in your lips. So we're going to put that at about 14, definitely gives me a little bit more color. Um, Lip redness, I don't think I'm really going to want red lips. Let's see what it looks like. Yeah, it looks horrible. Like I'm wearing makeup. Not okay. So we want to keep the lip redness back to where it was. Then they have lips darkening, which is different than lips redness. Let's see what that does. Well, that's not too bad. I don't necessarily want them red, but I don't mind being able to see my lips, so that helps a lot. Then there's one for teeth whitening, but I'm not showing any teeth in this picture, so that kind of eliminates that part. All right, and that that's all of the skin or portrait enhancer functions. And then there's some professional filters like dodge and burn and adjustable gradient and and advanced contrast and photo filter and split toning. All those are common features found in Photoshop, but if you don't have Photoshop, then you might need that. Um, I have some other tools like graphic converter that I use for those kinds of functions. I also have Pixelmate, uh, but anyway, I hate to give you a laundry list of all the shareware titles that and inexpensive software titles that I use instead of the name brands, but Luminar is a fantastic product. Now, um, I, I'm pretty pleased with what this did, but the magic, I think, is really the landscape stuff. Uh, I have another picture that I did Um uh, and I told you about changing the, the sky of the picture across the street. My girls had a lemonade stand in the front of the house. And so I took a picture um, and it had an interesting cloud formation in which there was an arrow pointing north. And so I posted that on Facebook and I made a joke about, uh, and the Lord said, go north, young man. <laughs> well, just to see what I could do with the landscape enhancement, I added a, a sun flare uh, and stuck it. Um, just over the top of the house, and now I've got solar uh, solar rays shooting across the cloudy arrow uh, as the sun is peeking out underneath the cloud and above the house um, with sun rays. It's just gorgeous. I mean, it takes the picture that was already a neat picture, but it makes it a gorgeous picture. And then I wanted to see if I could drop the moon in on it, and not only can you add another element, which is really a layer if you're a Photoshop person, you can drop the moon in, uh, but then it allows you to even rotate the moon and make it bigger or smaller, brighter or less. And so I kind of stuck it to where it uh, hovers on with a cloud in front of it. And, uh, and then I told my girls, I said, this is no moon. That is no moon, <laughs> which is a Star Wars reference. Um, so... Um, I can't say that, that Luminar is a replacement for Photoshop by any means whatsoever, or even Darkroom or or Lightroom or any of the uh, Adobe uh, photo editing products. It tends to be a uh, enhancement tool, but what it does, I can't do it. I'm not a professional graphic artist, and a lot of the graphic artists will find that they can save so much time trying to get the same results in Photoshop with this product. So. If You can't tell, I'm a fan, I really like it a lot. Uh, Luminar, um, had their their website, and they have, um, we're going to talk about their website, we're going to talk about their um, um, the requirements to run it um, because not everybody can necessarily run it. You have a tech threshold, if you want to call it that. So, it's a Macintosh product, uh, you are going to have to run at least 10.12 or higher, so that's a pretty recent operating system. Uh, as far as the Macintosh model, they say it's going to have to be 2010 or newer. I'm running it on a Macintosh uh, MacBook Pro uh, 2013 late edition, and it seems to be working fine for me. Uh, they they say you need to have eight gigs or more. Well, that's good that I have eight gigs then, and they want 10 gigabytes of free space minimum, and I have a large... Uh, I have a large hard drive in mine, uh, non-moving, what do you call that, uh, static, or no, I can't remember what, solid state, that's what I was looking for, so I have a one terabyte solid state hard drive uh, that I upgraded to, and they they do make this product for Windows, well how about that? So you can get the same product on the Windows platform. It uses uh, it has to have OpenGL 3.3. It has to have an Intel Core i5 or better. You need to be running Windows 7 or higher, but only in 64bit OS mode. There's no 32-bit mode. You have to have the same 8 gigs of RAM and 10 gigs of free space. So I haven't played with the Windows version. So that's good news for our podcast listeners. There's something uh, there's a bone for our Windows listeners. Um, so this product is available for both. Sky, uh, Skylum does make some other stuff. Uh, I have not sampled it yet. They haven't sent me an NFR copy to review, but, but after reviewing this one, uh, I would have to say that I would be more than happy to uh, review some of their other stuff. Their uh, other big title that they advertise on their website is uh, Aurora HDR aurora hdr and let me go to their product page for you and they say that that is the award-winning software used by the most recognized hdr photographers around the world now if you haven't been to their website you need to check it out skylum.com it's s-k-y-l-u-m dot and the reason why i think that it's really important to have that experience is because they have the most working usable Customer interfaceable website of any website that I remember visiting in recent days. For example, when they show you what a, a filter does, they have a slider and you just literally move your mouse back and forth and you're moving the slider on the screen in your web browser to see the before and after shots of what that particular filter does. That's some pretty cool stuff. So you can get a good idea. Of what I was talking about when I said when I first visited the Luminar website and I saw the cool stuff that it did, I was like, "Well, man, I'll never be able to get it to do that." Well, sure enough, you can get it to do very much the same stuff that you see in these demos, and uh, with the same slider functionality, and um, it's it's really just some amazing stuff. So. Uh, Aurora HDR, the world's most advanced HDR photo editor. So this is pretty much the Photoshop or Lightroom type product uh, that works in conjunction with Luminar or as a standalone product. It says it makes use of 20 plus essential tools for all HDR editing needs. So it tends to be a replacement product for um, Lightroom or any of the Apple or Uh, Adobe-style photo uh, cataloging programs. Um, Let's see how much the Aurora HDR sells for. It's also $99. So those of you that are trying to move from your amateur photography into a little bit more of a pro photography, you might consider that. But I'm not really reviewing Aurora today. This was all about the Luminar uh, product. So they do have a trial that you can download for that. And, um, and they have extensive online help with user guides and help uh, available. So Skylam, good job. Congratulations. And I thank you very much for the NFR to review. If you would like to have your product reviewed, contact me, John McMinn. Uh, you can hit me at my email address of obuing, O-B-U-I-N-G at rocketmail.com and suggest the software that you would like for me to review and send me an NFR copy. I don't charge for that. Uh, I just want to like the software before I podcast it. Uh, Nobody really wants to listen to negative reviews on podcasts. Um, So this is it. Hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.